hallelujah, we're going to talk about the Christian's spiritual authority. Hallelujah, the Christian's spiritual authority. We're going to start Matthew chapter 12, verse 22. It says, Then there was brought to him one who was possessed with a devil. The devil caused this person to be blind and dumb. And Jesus healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spoke and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is this not the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out devils except by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts, and he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is divided against himself, how then shall his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do you say your children cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. So we see that Jesus mentioned two kingdoms here. And there are two spiritual kingdoms. There is the kingdom of God, and there is the kingdom of Satan, spiritually. And people are submitted to one or the other. You're either knowingly submitted to the kingdom of God and living for the Lord and endeavoring to do that, or you're ignorantly living for Satan's kingdom. It's just the way it is. Now, Jesus was a son of God in the kingdom of God. He said he came to preach the kingdom of God, declare the kingdom of God. And he came to bring the good news about the kingdom of God and so on. First John 3, 8 says, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. You know, a lot of people think that sickness and disease and pain and suffering and, and so on, is, that it's the will of God, but it's not the will of God. God wants his will done on earth, even as it's done in heaven. Acts 10, 38 says, You know how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, how he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed by the devil. And the Bible said he healed all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. So directly or indirectly, it's all oppression of the devil. It doesn't originate with the heavenly father, who is the giver of every good and perfect gift, benevolent gift. So uh, the Bible tells us that in John 10, 10, the thief, the devil, comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they, mankind, might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. So uh, let's realize the dividing line here. If it's life and life abundantly, and it's under that category, it comes from the Lord. If it's killing, stealing, destroying, or death, it comes from the devil. Now, Jesus, when he was born here, he was born as a man. And it was as a man that he had authority on the earth to do the things he was doing. See, a lot of people think, well, he had authority because he's God or, or you know, He's the Son of God. But Jesus said in John 5, 37, or 5, 27, 
he talks about the father. He said the father gave him authority because he said, because I am the son of man. In other words, being born here is what gave him authority here. And then there's the fact that he never submitted to Satan. He never sinned. So he wasn't subject to Satan like everybody else. So he, he was a person with authority. He was under God's authority. Notice the father gave him authority, he said, to execute judgment, to judge the prince of this world, Satan, because he is the son of man. Now, again, the reason God gave him authority was because he was the son of man, because he was born here as a man, and man was originally given authority in the earth. Psalm 115 verse 16 says, The heaven of heavens is the Lord's. But it says, But the earth he has given to the children of men. So the Lord turned the earth over to men during a set time period that God himself has set. And uh, during this time period, the Bible reveals that God gave man dominion. Do the word dominion means supreme authority. It also means the ability to self-govern. Praise God. So he kind of gave the keys of the earthly part of the kingdom of God over to man for a certain set time period. And uh, man was to be the custodian of the earth. He was to guard it. He was to protect it. He was to maintain it. See, the Bible says in Genesis 1, 26 through 28, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And then he said, and let them have dominion. Let them possess dominion over everything on the earth and over all of the earth. So we could say it like this, let them possess supreme authority in the earth. Now, if God didn't want that to be that way, he went to delegated man with that authority. He, but he sovereignly chose to turn the earth over to man and give man the authority in the earth. Then Psalm 8, verses 3 through 6, the son has said, What is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you visit him? You made him, it says, a little lower than Elohim. That's the word for God in Genesis 1.1. You made him a little lower than Elohim. You crowned him with glory and honor. You made him to have dominion over all the works of your hands. Praise God. So God made man for a purpose, and that purpose was to have dominion, supreme authority in the earth to carry out God's will in the earth. You know, Jesus, when he was here, he told his disciples, pray God's will be done on earth, even as it is done in heaven. Heaven can't automatically do it. Heaven needs somebody with authority to work through on the earth during this time period. That's why God could work through Jesus uh, when he was here as the son of man and born here as a man. See, but now he needs human beings that are born again, that are in the kingdom of God 
praise God, to yield to him and to carry out his will, then he can work through them. Like Jesus said, my father that dwells in me, he's doing the works. But he could work through Jesus because Jesus was the son of man. Now, Lucifer, uh, now known as the devil or Satan or adversary, your adversary, the devil, it says, uh, he was kicked out of heaven by Michael and his angels. And there was a lot of angels that listened to Lucifer and followed him in this rebellion. But uh, Michael was under the authority of God and he drove the devil out. Now the devil lost his anointing. He lost his position. He now had authority over the angels that followed him. And the beings we now know as evil spirits that followed him, they came under the authority of the devil. But uh, he was kicked out of heaven. And he came down into the earth. And uh, he saw the first man and woman there, and they had authority in the earth. Now, he didn't come directly to the man. He came to the woman. And he talked her into disobeying God's command. And he knew that if she listened to him and disobeyed God's command, that she would come under his authority. See, and uh, that maybe she would get the man to come under his authority. And so he enticed the woman and she saw the tree was good for food, a tree desired to make one wise. That's the tree God said was his and commanded them not to eat of it. And she took of the fruit and ate. And then she gave to her husband who was there with her and he didn't eat. And they both came under the authority of darkness. They left the authority of God and they came under the authority of darkness or under the authority of Satan. Now, 1 Timothy 2.14 says in one translation, Adam was not fooled by the devil. And King James has said he was not deceived. The woman was deceived, but it said the man was not deceived. In other words, he walked into that eyes wide open and he disobeyed God. And when he did, Romans 5.12 says, by one man, sin entered into this world and death by sin. And Hebrews 2.14 said, he that had the power of death is the devil. So the devil entered into this world when Adam and Eve submitted themselves to him. Then they were no longer submitted to God, but were submitted to the devil. And uh, Romans 6.16 says, Know ye not that to whom you yield yourself, servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether it be to sin or Satan, you know, and death, resulting in death, or obedience, resulting in righteousness, that is submission to God. You know, the Bible does say submit to God, then resist the devil, and the devil will flee from you. But when they obeyed Satan, they came under his authority and they no longer had authority from God to do anything about the devil. See, because now they're in sin and there's no way to get rid of that sin. And Satan is the head of all rebels. And Adam and Eve lost the power of God and lost the authority that they had and lost that dominion. 
And they had no authority to keep the devil out of the earth. Now, let me read from Luke chapter 4. This is like 4,000 years later. Luke chapter 4. And this is the devil taking Jesus up to what's called the Mount of Temptation. And the devil took him up to a high mountain and showed unto him all the kingdoms of this world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, said to Jesus, all this power, it says in the, in the uh, King James, but if you look it up in the Greek, it's the word exousia, it means authority. All this authority I will give you. What authority? Over all the kingdoms of this world, over this earth, the kingdoms of this world. Now Satan is saying this to Jesus. All this authority I will give you. If you will follow it, for it has been delivered to me. Now who delivered it to him? Not God. Adam did. Adam delivered the authority that he once had now to the devil. So the devil is tempting Christ, whom he figures if he's the son of God, he's come to get this world back. And he's telling him, if you'll fall down and worship me, I'll go ahead and turn it all over to you. Now, he wasn't about to do that. He was just trying to get Jesus to bow to him. So that Jesus, according to this principle, would come under his authority. If Jesus would do it. Of course, Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. For it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord your God, and him alone will you serve. But we can see that Satan had authority. He had authority, or it wouldn't have been a temptation. You know, he couldn't tempt Jesus with something he didn't have. See, so he did have it. And that's why the Bible in, in, calls him the prince of this world. And uh, it calls him the prince of the powers of the air. And it also calls him the God of this world. Just think about that. Satan gained authority in the earth. Paul said, if our gospel is hid, it's hid to those who are lost in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of those that believe not. So Satan became the God of the people of this world. See, people wonder why, why has God let this happen, that happen? It's because they don't turn to the real God. They're still under the authority of darkness. Satan took over as mankind's God. 1 John 5 says the whole world is lying in the embrace of the wicked one. He said, but we are of God. That's we Christians that are born again. We are of God. But the rest of the world is under the authority of the wicked one. But you're not under the authority of the wicked one. The Bible reveals that before you were born again in Ephesians chapter 2 verse uh, 12, it says you were without God and without hope in this world. So here you are, you were without God. See, and people are without God. People that are not born again are without God. They could be religious, but they're still without God. See, so you're, you're not with God until you submit your life to God. That's the thing. It's not enough just, that's why Jesus would say, it's not enough just to call me Lord. He said, not everybody that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. 
See, he that submits to God then is under God's authority and under Jesus' authority. That's why, why call me Lord, Lord, and I do what I say. That's because they're not really putting themselves under his authority if they're not doing what he says. The Bible said he's the author of eternal salvation to everyone who obeys him. See, so you have to endeavor to submit to his will and live as a Christian. You know, you can't just say, well, I believe in the good Lord. Well, the devil believes in the good Lord. Demons believe in the good Lord. The Bible says demons believe in God and tremble. It says you believe in God. It says that's all fine and good, but demons do the same thing. See, but they're not going to submit to God. They even called Jesus Christ and called him the son of God. You know, so that don't get them any farther spiritually. They're still under Satan's authority. See, so we need to understand that. People need to understand. Ephesians 2.2 2 says, if they're still walking according to the evil prince of the powers of the air, that's still at work in disobedient people. See, then they're not, they're not really living for God. They're fulfilling other things rather than endeavoring to live for the will of God. But the Bible said, but he that doeth the will of God will live forever. So it, it's a matter of who are you obey. So if you're a Christian, you're living for God, you know, you could slip in sin, you confess it. You see, when you sin, actually you kind of yield to the devil. You're yielding to his authority because it's contrary to the kingdom of God. And you're, you're giving place to the devil. But then if you say, Lord, I repent, I, I, forgive me for that. I'm submitting to you, I ask you to forgive me. Then you're using your will to submit to God. And then when you do that, you can resist the devil because now you're under the authority of God again. But you can't uh, live for the devil and have authority over the devil. It don't work that way. Uh, let me explain something. Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 10. This explains to us about authority. It says, when Jesus entered into Capernaum, there came to him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, now notice this was a centurion of the Roman uh, government. He was under Caesar's authority. And he said, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented, in a lot of suffering, a lot of pain. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you would come under my roof. But speak the word only and my servant will be healed. He said, you don't have to come. He said, I am a man under authority. I understand authority. You just speak the word. You got the authority. You speak the word and my servant will be healed. This is what he says. For I am, I think the other gospel says also, I am also a man under authority, just like you. I have soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goes. And I say to another, come, and he comes. And I say to my servant, you do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, truly I say to you, I've not found such great faith, no, not in all of Israel. 
So that man understood authority. So Jesus called that great faith. He understood that Jesus was under the authority of God. Therefore, he had authority over the devil. That as long as he was submitting to the authority of God, he had authority over the devil. And that he could command disease and devils and they would have to obey him, just like those soldiers and servants obeyed him. Otherwise, they would have to face a higher authority and face some consequences for their actions. So Jesus now, he had disciples. Now, these are people, disciples in the gospel, are people that willingly use their will to start to follow Jesus and to submit to Jesus. Now, when they made a choice of their own free will, you know, Jesus came preaching the gospel, repent and believe the gospel. When they made a choice to repent and start following Jesus, they came under Jesus' authority. See, and now being under Jesus' authority, they could have authority delegated to them. In uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and 2, it says, And he called his 12 disciples together, and he gave them power and authority over all devils. Not some devils, over all devils. And to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. But he didn't stop there. He said, pray that the Lord of harvest would send out more laborers. Luke chapter 10, verse 1, 2, and 8. It says, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also. And he sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself would come. Therefore, he said unto them, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, that the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. And then he told them in verse 8, Whatever city you enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick that are therein, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. So here now they were doing the work of the kingdom because they were under the authority of the king of the kingdom. And they willingly had put themselves there. Because they were in that position, they also, just like Jesus, had authority over all devils and to heal disease and sickness. Now there were some cases they had trouble doing that, but, uh, you know, they said, why couldn't we cast them out? He said, because you're unbelief. He didn't say because of your lack of authority. He didn't say because of lack of power available to you. He said because you're ugly. So if that was our reason for failure, then we got to believe it's our reason for failure. But there is, praise God, you can grow in faith and you can do more later than you're doing now. Hallelujah. But the Bible says meditate upon these things, give yourself to them, so that your profiting may appear. So don't stop. Don't stop praying for the sick and so on and so forth. Verse 17 now, it says, 
And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. And Jesus said, I beheld Satan himself like lightning to cast out of heaven. He said, notwithstanding, rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Then he said, behold, I've given you authority over all of the power of the enemy and nothing will by any means hurt you. Praise God. Now just think about that. And from the Lord's perspective, he said, I gave you authority over all the power of the enemy. You know, I don't really think he hands it out just partially. You know, well, to you, I'm going to give a little part, a little part here, a little, little part there. He really gives us authority to do the works he said that he did, and even greater works. And you could not do that with, with less, less authority and less power. So whatever he delegated to the believer, praise God, it, it's there, and the potential is there for you. And for me. They returned. They found out it was, praise God, just like it was for the 12. It worked for them. And just like it worked for Jesus, it worked for them. Although Jesus was, I'm sure, operating in more perfect faith and more, praise God, of the Holy Ghost. Because nobody walked in all the fullness that Jesus walked. Because they weren't in the same perfect understanding of the word and faith and, and different things like that. But still the same authority and power is there. Otherwise, why could he in John 14, 12 say, verily, verily, I say to you, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. You know, some people say, well, the greater works uh, uh, get people born again. Well, that is a greater work. But he also said the works that I do shall you do also. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now this great work to get people baptized in the Holy Ghost. Get them born again. But also the works he did. Now this summer we'll be taking people out so as the weather gets good on and on to pray for the sick. Praise God. You'll see that people will get healed when you pray for them. Even if you don't hardly believe it yourself, they'll still get healed. Just being able to step out and do it, you'll see that that's exercising enough faith to get the number of people healed. Now this is all a picture for us that those who submit to Jesus' authority, he gives them authority over all devils. Now really it's kind of like a restoration of the dominion, that supreme authority that man had back there in the beginning before the fall of man before man came under the authority of Satan. See, when man came under the authority of Satan, then Satan, he still could enforce people, but he sure could influence people. Because man still has a free will. But he, Satan blinds their minds, he still influences them, he still uh, gets them to walk according to the course of this fallen world, and so on. But each of us has a free will. And at some point, if you're a born-again Christian, you repented and you came under the lordship of Jesus. You confessed Jesus as Lord or you called upon the name of the Lord to save you. 
and you did as Paul was commissioned to preach to the people, you turned from darkness to light, from Satan, from the power of Satan back to God, from the authority of Satan. See, now you could make that choice, now that Jesus paid the price for you to get free of the sin that kept you under the power of darkness, you know, to where it could be a permanent thing. But uh, you can, people can now be born again and enter into the kingdom of God. Now when you get born again and enter the kingdom of God, the Bible said God raises you up and makes you sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above all evil principalities and powers and wicked spirits. That's where you are positionally. You are the body of Christ. And the body of Christ has authority over all devils and over things of Satan's kingdom. See, so the Bible's showing us when, that we have authority. James 4, 7, James puts it this way, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will run in terror from you. Submit means to yield to God's authority. Yield yourself to God's authority and then resist the devil steadfast in the faith, it says. It says the devil walks about like a roaring lion who resists steadfast with your faith. So you got to be steadfast because he's going to try to convince you it's not working. But you got to, praise God, the Bible said do all to stand and stand therefore. Because you're the one in authority. So realize, if you're under Jesus' authority, you're a Christian, then you do have authority over all devils and over diseases. But you have to be a doer of the word or you just deceive your own self. See, the Bible said the weapons of our warfare are not human, but they are mighty through God to pull down strongholds. We got the blood of Jesus we talked about last week. We got the name of Jesus. We got praying in the Holy Ghost. We got the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We got the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We got the armor of God. Praise God, yielding the peace and righteousness and so on. And uh, so there's various different things that we have to be involved with because the Bible says in Ephesians 6.12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against evil principalities and powers and wicked spirits. But thank God we got authority over them all. Hallelujah. Me and my wife, when we first learned about casting out devils, you know, we started casting out devils and strange little things happened at night, it would seem like. We'd go to bed and it seemed like something would happen, something would fall over in the house. And then uh, it seemed like fear and hair on the back of your head would stand up and the atmosphere would be, have fear in it. And that's because after we cast the devils out of somebody, maybe we had them over the house and prayed for them, cast devils out of them. We never told those devils get out of our house. So they just hung around. The person left and the devil stayed. And, uh, but we, we found out, if we'll just say, in the name of Jesus, whatever was cast out of these people, you get out of here, don't you come back. In the name of Jesus, never again do we ever have any problem. Hallelujah. Why? Because they have to obey us. Hallelujah. 
because you have authority as a Christian. You have authority as a believer. See, when you, when you became born again and turned from darkness to light, from the power of Satan, back to God, praise God, and submitted to God, the Bible says, God qualified you, Colossians 1, verse 12 and 13, God qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He came back to the light, out of the darkness, into God's marvelous light. Then it says, for God has delivered you from the domain, the authority of darkness, and translated you back into the kingdom of his dear son. So Adam lost the kingdom and lost the weight of the tree of life, but you've been born again, and you've come back in the kingdom. And Jesus is your Lord once again. And God is your God. And if God be for you, who can be against you? So now us Christians that are born again, we're back in the position of the lost dominion and authority of the Garden of Eden, except we now have the name of Jesus to use. So we can never forfeit it back to the devil again. You know, we got the name of Jesus. Praise God. The name that's above every name. And so that name is legally yours to use in prayer and against the devil and in different situations. If you sense darkness or fear or, you know, we sometimes have prayed for people with nightmares, rebuke the nightmares and the nightmares instantly stop. Praise God. Because it's devils that cause tormenting nightmares. We have authority. God has delivered us from the authority of darkness and translated us back into the kingdom of his beloved son. And the Bible says, and the kingdom of God rules over all. So we need to learn to walk in kingdom authority and kingdom dominion and realize that we have this kind of authority. So once you're born again, you're a son of God and you also are a son of man. So being born in the earth, you have authority and as a man or as a woman, you have authority being born here. And then being a son of God gives you divine authority and power to operate in here in the earth. Praise God. So things are being restored back to us again. And we just got to realize that, that we do have that kind of authority. In, in Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18, he said, these signs will follow them that believe in my name, they will cast out devils. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. In my name, they will lay hands upon the sick and the sick will recover. Why? Because of authority and power and that we are under Jesus' authority. Being under his authority, we're carrying out his work. Praise God. Now he's made us ministers of reconciliation. We are ambassadors for Christ as though God were speaking by us. So we are far above all evil powers and principalities. And First uh, John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. See, we're, we're still the son of man. We have authority to execute judgment because we're the son of man. We're born in the earth. The earth he turned over during this time period to the children of men. 
So being born here as a human being gives us authority here and being born of God gives us dominion and power restored back again and authority restored back again. So we really have that. When our daughter Julie was little, a baby, you know, my wife learned how to do, she was working in a restaurant and learned to do that type of method of getting something out of somebody's throat if it gets lodged in the throat. And uh, she just learned it. And wouldn't you know, Julie got something, our little girl got something stuck in her throat. She tried it and it wouldn't come out. <laughs> you know, I'm sure it works most of the time, but it wasn't working that time. I mean, and we were getting concerned. I mean, she's choking. But I stood in front of her and I said, I command that to come out in the name of Jesus. That thing went, Pop! shot right out. Hallelujah. What was that? That was authority in the name of Jesus. I was serious about it. See, sometimes we just got to get a little more serious about things and not do it just half-heartedly. We have to learn to walk in that authority and in that dominion. Praise God. And just keep on. Keep it on. The devil will try to convince you it's not working. It is working. Hallelujah. Something is happening. It has to be. Because he said, whatever you bind on earth is bound by heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. He said, I give you the keys. I give you the authority. If you got the keys, you got the authority to open the doors or lock the doors. He gave that to the church because the church should be submitted to him. And therefore they would be under authority, under the Lord's authority. So we're doing this under his authority. See, not our authority. Just like the centurion was under the authority of Caesar. Therefore, those soldiers, they listened to him. They may have physically been able to beat him up, but they weren't about to do that because then they would face the Roman government. See, and some devils might be able, you know, to deal with you, but because you're in Christ, they'd have to deal with Jesus. They're not going to do that. He already whooped their master. He already left and eternally defeated Satan behind, you know, and then turned the keys of the kingdom over to the church who submitted to him. That's why you can pray for the sick and see sick people healed, or you can cast out devils, or you can take authority. You, you know, there's times we've prayed over people's homes. They moved into a new house or apartment, and uh, we prayed there, walked through there. There was a heavy atmosphere there. But if we walk in each room and command Darkness out from former owners or tenants. Commanded out, dedicated to Jesus. Praise God, the whole atmosphere changes. Peace comes in. Jesus said you could say, peace be to our house and peace will rest on it. Praise God, because the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy and peace in the king, uh, in the Holy Ghost. And you are in the Holy Ghost and you can speak some things and things will happen. You can see, speak peace. Praise God. Over your life. You know, you can plead the blood of Jesus like we taught last week. If you weren't here for that message last week, I encourage you to go back on Facebook and listen to the power of the blood of Jesus. Praise God. You are a blood-bought church. We overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and our testimony as to what the Word and the blood has done for us. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're the sons and daughters of God. We're under the authority of the Lord. 
And because of that fact and being delivered from the authority of darkness, we're people of authority and power. We have it. Whether we know, we, you know, we have it, we still got it. Whether we exercise it, we still got it. The potential's there. Hallelujah. It's like a police officer, he has a gun. The potential's there to deal with something on the scene. But then again, he's got to use that gun should the need arise. And should the need arise, we need to use the weapons of our warfare. Praise God. Put on the armor of God and use the weapons of our warfare and uh, take the shield of faith, quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying with prayer and supplication in the spirit. So there's, there's different things, praise God, uh, that we need to do. There's many, many times over the years, you know, we've used the name of Jesus and seen wonderful things happen and seen situations change. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we've heard of many wonderful things happening, using, people using the name of Jesus. I heard about one man that followed this woman back to her hotel room and she didn't lock the door, you know, accidentally or whatever left the door open went and started taking a shower this man broke in but she had just come from a teaching she was at a bible convention just came from a teaching about the power of the name of Jesus and went back to her hotel room the man broke in and was going to do her harm do her wrong and she started rebuking him in the name of Jesus and commanded him to get out in the name of Jesus and the man took off a runner why? Because there were evil forces that were driving him to do what he was doing. But when she started using the name of Jesus, him without those forces moving him, influencing him, he didn't. He got confused and didn't know what to do. See, so you have authority. Praise God in the name of Jesus. And uh, that name still has power today to save, heal, deliver, bless, help, and so on and so forth. So thank God there's the authority of the Christian. Amen? Amen? Praise God. So remember to use that when you have need or you're in a, a dangerous situation. Don't put yourself there, but, you know, when you say don't walk down dark alleys with $100 bills hanging out of your pockets, you know, but if you find yourself in a situation, praise God, you got the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And uh, I heard about one little kid, heard about the teaching of the name of Jesus. And uh, not long, must have been that week, somebody tried kidnapping that kid. The guy grabbed the kid, threw him in the backseat of his car, and started taking off. And the kid started shouting out the name of Jesus, name of Jesus, name of Jesus. The guy pulled the car over and said, I don't like you, kid, get out of my car. Hallelujah. Well, whatever was motivating that guy did not like the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So even a little child can use the name of Jesus, and it has power over the devil. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Say thank God. Thank God. For the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. So we're so thankful for that name. Glory to God. And you have the power and attorney to use that name.